This is probably one of my favourite episodes that I've ever recorded because it involves one of my most favourite people in the whole entire world, my granddad. So I asked my granddad if he would come on to the Date With Confidence podcast, if I could ask him about how he met my nan, their relationship, and I also wanted to ask him to give me some advice that I can take into my dating life, if you like, advice on what to look out for, on how to behave. He also shared his opinions on my exes. It was just a really wonderful episode for me to record. My granddad's always been one of my favourite people ever since I was a child. I've got so many happy memories of spending time with my grandparents. Their house is essentially my second home. I've spent my entire life as a child like growing up around there, seeing them on weekends. I see them a couple of times a week now and over the past couple of years since um, 2020, since lockdown first happened, my granddad's health has deteriorated quite a lot. So being able to have this chance to sit down with him and record this episode, this interview with him, really means a lot because it's been an emotional few years um, and I just wanted to to capture that um, information, the conversation forever. So this episode is definitely more for me than anyone else, but I thought that you might like to hear it as well. So let's dive in to the episode. Welcome to the Date with Confidence podcast, a place to come for dating advice, support and stories that will either fill you with hope or relief that your dating experience wasn't as bad as it could have been. With practical episodes that will provide you with easy to implement tips to help you feel confident AF on your next date, alongside lighthearted catch-ups where your host Rebecca, that's me by the way, shares her own experience dating after four years of the single life. You are guaranteed to end each episode feeling less alone in your dating struggles, empowered to never settle again, and confident that the best is yet to come. And if it all falls to shit, there's a special first season dedicated to breakups. You are welcome, my friend. Subscribe, review, and share with your single friends. Okay. <laughs> right. <laughs> I always feel really embarrassed doing I'm like, all of a gog. Go on. Doing... Um, introduction so I'll probably wait and do the proper introduction afterwards but this is an interesting episode today (laughs) because (laughs) because I've got my granddad with me and it's funny because when we was kids we used to have microphones didn't we you'd put microphones microphones home from work and we had that karaoke machine and I used to record radio shows when I was little so it feels like a real um like full circle moment I guess so I'm here with granddad and he is, how old are you, 81? Be 81 this Christmas. No, 82, no, 82 this Christmas. Christmas. Yeah, yeah. 82 at Christmas. Mm. And we are going to talk about dating. <laughs> wow. We're going to talk about how you met Nan, what you thought of my ex-boyfriends, and I've got some questions from questions from the listeners as well. So, first of all, tell us how you met Nan. Well, I, she used to work at a, a shop in Dagenham called Pollard's and I used to work in the shop at Hainault for the same company and I phoned the manageress up one day to find out if she'd got some stock that I needed 
than she had, so I went over there to pick it up. Went in the shop, picked it up, just caught a little glimpse of what is now your nan. nan. <laughs> uh, went back and thought, she looks nice, but never took any notice of it, you know, you're busy. And it was coming up for Christmas time, and we all then had to go and do a Sunday at the warehouse, loading and packing and everything else. So we was up there, we were packing, and I never saw her nan all the way through it, until it was tea break. And we used to have to queue up where the lady served the, the tea. And I was behind what is now your nan, just standing there, and this great big oaf just pushed past and said, I want a cup of tea, please. And I walked up and grabbed hold of him and said, you go back in the bloody queue and wait with everybody else. <laughs> that pushed in front of this young lady. And then it was, your nan had a cup of tea. Um, she was all shy and timid as she, as she was. And then um, I thought, we said, well, I like the look of her. She's nice. And I think she's the one I'm going to marry. You know, you get a funny, funny feeling. And I even told my mate Jimmy Jones. I said, and that's the girl I'm going to marry. He said, no, he said, Bet you five you won't, but he still owes me the fine. <laughs> and um, then I went back there and we used to, I used to buy a little glass of trinkets like Bambies and deer and I, mean, and I used to pop them through that box at Dagman, named like for her, because she only lived up the road. And then um, I asked her if she'd come out with me. And her little mate there, no, I don't go out me, too short. But she did, and we did go out. And I believe on the first date we went to the pictures to see something. And I got me pullover on the inside out, which one of my customers had knit for me. And it was called a nippy knot pullover. It knit wool. But um, after that, we just started going out steady and uh, things progressed. And um, then we got married. How long were you together before you asked her to marry you? I, I think it was. A, I don't think it was, I think it was only about six months to nine months. Not mm. not that because we married in sixty six, so I must have met her in sixty four, sixty three, perhaps sixty three. I don't know. I can't remember now. And um, yeah, probably about the end of sixty three. Mm. Like I suppose about in sixty four, sometime I asked her, and then we set the date for the wedding, which was nineteen sixty six which is a little church around the corner to where she used to live. Um, and the um, the vicar was a vicar, Eddie Stride. I always remember his name. And the wedding day went nice, but before it happened, apparently they were a bit late picking me up because one of their cars broke down. So anyway, eventually picked me up and we got there all right. But then during the reception at his... At his Mum's house, his dad's house. His dad said, oh, I want some more money. He said, what do you want money for? Oh, he said, uh, the, the car broke down, so they want to... I said, well, if their car broke down, dad said, no, no, they need money, so I'll give him this money. And, of course, whether he paid or not, I don't know, I never know. And then I thought, so I thought, why am I paying that money? Because their car broke down. <laughs> it's not like it was your fault. <laughs> no, that's right. And um, we lived at um, Dagnum for uh, roughly two weeks because I'd already applied to my governor if I could have a flat somewhere, and one became available at Dagnum Heath, uh, Dagnum, um, Woodland Dagnum, and within a fortnight we went in there, 
had a little look. Nan was there. And I said, oh, uh, a little bit of doing up, it'll be all right. And of course, she just started crying, oh, you don't like it. And I said, yes, I do. And then we lived there for 15 years. But while we was there, we had Karen, which is your mum, um, which was lovely. And so 15 years. And I, would, I said I would never buy a house because I wouldn't saddle myself with that much debt. But they decided in their wisdom, the Dagenham Council, that they weren't going to widen, widen the road at Wood Lane. And that would have taken easy two to three foot off the pavement, which was nearer the front of the shop, and there that, and the traffic would have been... You couldn't open our windows during the day anyway because of the mm. traffic. And then we decided to go and have a look at these um, houses, and we we had a look at we had a look at one at uh, Ilford somewhere. Oh, it was just like derelict, and we said no to that. And then we had a look several more around, and we got home to the flat. Your mum was about thirteen at the time, I think, or perhaps twelve. I can't remember. And um, she, um, I said, "Oh, look, there's another one at Morgan." Uh, oh, I'm not going out. I've got to. So for Christ's sake, come on, we've got to go and have a look at it. Anyway, we got in and we turned in the top of the turn and the first word your nan said to me, I can't live here, there's too many trees. <laughs> and I think I just went ballistic. Anyway, we come and looked at the place and it was Mr and Mrs Walker, funny enough, used to own it. But it was no hot and cold running water downstairs, it was just cold. Where the settee was, if you pulled the settee out, they'd paint it round it. <laughs> and where the curtains were drawn, they'd paint it just down the side of the curtains. Where they didn't paint that. But anyway, nevertheless, we looked in the garden, and they had, we looked, they had rows of roses. I know they were beautiful, you know. And the first thing I thought was, uh, they got to come out, because we thought we'd be cutting ourselves to pieces, yeah. <laughs> anyway, it, the, the price of the house was, he said, 24000 Five hundred, twenty-four thousand five hundred, and then when we went back again to have a second look, as we did, he said, "No, it wasn't twenty because they'd got the price wrong." And I thought, "Oh, but it was actually lower, lower than the, the what we thought," and um, we decided we'd go in for it. So we we put in an application for a mortgage. My governor, bless him, wrote me a letter to say that he was increasing my wages. In the next year by 20%, which was a lie because he wasn't going to give me 20%. And he told me that as well. He said, but I will put it down. a big raise. Yeah, help you get a mortgage, which he did. Um, and they took that into consideration. And they faffed about. And when I phoned them up, I wanted to borrow 19500 And he faffed and waited, waited. And I phoned them. I said, what, what's it? Well, it's a bit of a problem. We can't lend you 19000 so well, what can you lend me? We can only lend you nineteen thousand two. I said, Well, for Christ, if that will do. Give me the mortgage, so I can get in my house. Mm. And anyway, they okayed that, and we bought the house, and uh, we moved it in about nineteen eighty, I think it was. Yeah, nineteen eighty. And when we come in, there was a lot to do. Uh, Roy done all our plumbing. We brought up, put our heaters in. We put all the pipes in first because we didn't have enough money for the radiators because it was only, you know, sort of, we had a big old fire in here and uh, one in the other room. Uh, and then he was doing a bit of 
pipe work, like doing the running the water like for the radiators and, and he said to me, Oh, I wouldn't like to live, I wouldn't like my daughter to live in this house and I said, Why? Because the wiring brittle and could catch a light. And with that he said, oh, I've got a mate that owes me a favour and his mate rewired the house for us. That's which, yeah. All I did was to pay him the uh, cost of the wire and everything else. Uh, and then we've gone on from there. So 57 years later, we were... Uh, still happily we're married. Still, most of the time. Yeah, no, <laughs> still happily yeah, I wouldn't do that, you know. But how did you know that she was the one, though? I don't know. It's just that I looked and thought, that's, that's, that's for me. Because you hear, like, I hear stories about that all the time where people always say that, but... I've never experienced No, it literally it. was love at first sight. Oh. Despite what I've told you before, yeah. it literally was love, and I thought, that's the girl for me, you know. That's so cute. So, yeah, no, no. Well, you just, I think you know, you know, if you're going out with somebody and it don't feel right, it's not right. I mean, we always felt right. Yeah. So, I mean, you've got to be honest, her mum didn't like me. Really? Did she not? No, no not at first. <laughs> Why? She thought I was too, well, big cockney, a bit brash and a bit, uh. you know, but she soon warmed to me. And then her, her, her brother, Freddie, was talking one day, he said, do you reckon you'll be able to look after her, which really riled me. Mm. I said, well, I can protect her, don't you worry about that. And, and of course, his life and my life are entirely different. Yeah. Um, so, yes, I've always looked after you now, always stuck up for her, always will do. Mm. That's funny. I also thought it was funny about how you said <laughs> about the friend not like saying that they shouldn't date you because you were short. Because yeah. <laughs> I I feel like I'm quite picky because I won't date anyone short either. <laughs> and maybe that's where I've been going wrong. Well, that's, that's why I've always looked up to you now. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. no. No, I just knew she was the one for me, that's all. Yeah. Yeah, and it was just, it went on from there. It was smashing. And I remember saying to my mum, um, sitting down there talking, I said, oh, well, I'm going to marry Lynn. And the first words out of her mouth was, I won't believe that, so there was a ring on her finger. Well, well there was. We got engaged <laughs> a little while after that. How and did had you choose? I engagement at uh, my mum's house. How did you choose the ring? Oh, you, Nanny. Oh, Nan chose Oh, yeah, it. we went out and chose, chose oh. it. I wouldn't go out and buy it. Oh, okay. Because your name is very... Particular. Yeah, that's right. I was going to say picky, but particular <laughs> about what she what she likes. Yeah. And we went to, a, I believe, a jewellery shop in Ilford mm. and picked it out and got it. Yeah, it's nice one. Yeah, yeah. Mm. And then we did the same with the wedding ring. Done the same, you know. Oh, you were... Did you wear a wedding ring? No. Well, I had a ring. I had yeah. two rings, actually. Uh, but the, the gold, uh, and it wasn't for wedding, it was just for Christmas started to itch my skin. Oh, okay. So I actually had to, took it off, put it in the cupboard, and when we ate the burglary, yeah. burglar bill took off. So, oh, okay. You know, and I've never worn a ring since, not because I don't want to show people I'm married, because I'm quite proud of that. It's just that, you know, I just didn't wear a ring. Did it ever bother Nan, you not wearing a ring? No, no, because she knew that wearing a ring or not would make a difference to me. Yeah. You know, I wasn't going to run for somebody else with a ring or hair. So, <laughs> yeah. No, 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 she was good. So, you've been married for 57 years. Yes. Why do you think your relationship has been so successful? Uh, give and take tolerance, I suppose. 
Um, your nan knows my faults, of there's many. Uh, I know hers, which says few, but you learn to counteract each other, you know, you learn to give and take, which is, you know, and, and try not to argue. I mean, we've had some arguments, but you try not to argue. I, I've, I've mellowed over the years, and your nan's got a little bit more talkative, if you like, because she's always been shy and retiring and whatever. Oh, yeah, yeah, it's lasted. Yeah, it's been good. What do you think makes a successful relationship? Um, like, in terms of what would you define a successful relationship as? Because, I mean, obviously, longevity is a pretty good indicator that it's a successful relationship. But it's like you've always been happy, haven't you? You've never yeah, just I been in a relationship the, because. No, it's because you love each other, and that really makes a lot of difference. If you really love each other, then. You can get over anything, um, and we have, you know, we've, done, we've had our little low points, and we've had some really high points, like when your mum was born, and then when you two were born, which was lovely, it just filled our lives, and we've always said family is the main thing about it. always family comes first, so. mm-hmm. but at the top of the rank is your nan, I've always put her above everybody else, so, yeah, yeah, no, it's, it's been good, that just, I think, once you know you really love somebody, then it's easy. You can just meander through life and, you know, I mean, we've done some silly things, not major silly things, but, you know, like um, drink driving and silly things like that, yeah. you know. But in our day, there was about three cars on the road. So <laughs> yeah, it's a bit different to yeah, nowadays. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and I'm ashamed of myself for doing it because I yeah. know I shouldn't. But it wasn't blotto drunk, but I knew I'd been drinking yeah. and, you know, sort of. But no, no, it was, it was, I think it's when you really, really, really love somebody, then it makes life a little easier. I was going to ask another question, I can't remember what it was. No, I can't remember what I was saying anyway. We were talking about what makes a successful relationship. Yeah, yeah. give and take. Um, Why did you make that decision that Nan was always going to come first? Like, what made you, because I don't know whether that was necessarily modelled to you, with your dad, was it? Was your did your dad always put no, your mum first? My dad used to look after his mum in monetary terms, yeah, and he used mm. to call in to see her. And my mum was very, very jealous because he didn't spend the time with her that he spent that he should have spent. Let's put it that way. But you've got to remember there were many, many times when he said to her, "Do you want to come over to my mum's? Do you want to come over to the dog races?" Mm. She always said no. Oh, okay. So in the end, he stopped asking. Mm. So because he stopped asking, she's got all bitter and twisted and said, you know, he thinks more of his mum than he thinks. And I've always thought, ever since I was a youngster, if I ever got married, I would put my wife first above anybody else. And I suppose that's the criteria I've always stuck to. And I always have. Yeah. Which is a good thing, really. Well... I don't feel. I feel like you don't really meet many people. I think Luke's like it. Like I think Luke definitely Luke puts put Hannah and the kids Hannah first. first, and the kids, which is right. And yeah. I used to put the, your mum, your name first, and, and then your mum. Yeah. And when after your mum, it was you two, which mm. and I've always put you above. And we've gone without quite a few. Um, without sounding on without a few things to make sure that you've been all right mm. and that your mum's been all right and 
and that's just followed through throughout our life. We've looked after you. And that's uh, when your mum was born, I swore that I would look after her to the best of my ability. And when you were born, I said the same. And when Luke was born, I said the same. And I think I've done a bloody good job. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think you have. Yeah, no, I've done well. I, mean, I agree with you there. I loved having your kids and, and running yeah. around the garden. You've kept me young and this, that and the other. And, and now, of course, I've got Luke's two little ones that's making me feel, you know, looking forward to life again, which is good. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's sweet. Okay, let's change gears slightly and talk about... <laughs> Let's talk about my ex-boyfriends and what you thought of those, because you've met three of them. Right, okay. Well, so, start with the first one. What? Because when, we, when, we were, when I've been in each of these relationships, the feedback that I always had at the time was that they were lovely guys. And then when the relationships ended, it turns out that wasn't necessarily the case. No. Um, I think what it is, is with your first one being an actor... Yeah. I think your nan thought more than I did. I thought he was a little shit from the word go. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I've worked with people all my life and I could look at somebody and know that they were wrong. And it wasn't because he was going out with her, with Rebecca. I, it was just I knew that he was a selfish little pig. And he was. He was a selfish little pig. And the times I've had to pick Rebecca up from his house one o'clock in the morning because he's just gone out and left her. Now, to me, a bloke don't do that. I don't that remember that. I remember there, yeah, I remember there being one one time where we'd had an argument, hadn't we? And we weren't, he wasn't talking to me. No, and he went in the other room with his mum. Yeah, he was in the there. other because I think they had visitors. I think, I'm pretty yeah, sure his mum had a friend round. Oh, did, oh, well. I mean, maybe, maybe not. I can't really remember now. But yeah, there was a time where he wasn't, well, it wasn't he just that refused night, to speak to me. It was another no. night when he just left her on your own, gone out. I can't even remember. And you phoned up and said, do you want to come home? And I went and picked you up. <clears throat> in East Ham, which was... East Ham, yeah, which, yeah. Ages away. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, didn't matter, did it? Well... You needed help, I was there. I've always said I'd be there yeah. for you, and I always have. Well, I hope I always have been, let's put it that way. Yeah, of course you have. See, you didn't, you didn't like him, and you... I mean, I was with him for a couple of years. Yeah, no, I still thought he was a little shit right the way through. <laughs> I, I've often said to you then, he's no good for him. Yeah. He's a selfish little pig and he's not going to put... <laughs> she needs somebody to put her first. Mm. But then that's my yeah. criteria as well. Perhaps that's come into it. Yeah, maybe that's what I need to... And your second one was a bit of a jack the lad who thought he could rule the roost. Yeah, he was like yeah. the first one that I was properly in love with. Yeah, well, for about six weeks. Three months. <laughs> Three months. And, then, and we went out to dinner once and he insisted he was going to be the big guy and pay money. And I said, no, he ain't. And he said, oh, yes, I am. And I thought to myself, no, you're not. Mm. And I told him, no, there's no way you're going to pay for this meal. So don't keep on about it. And I don't think he likes it very much, but I didn't like him either. No. I think probably... Oh, we'd been on a family meal, hadn't we? Because we'd That's had... Right. There yeah, was quite we're... a big group of us yeah, that had gone yeah, out. Yeah, yeah. And I think... It was some, some occasion. We, yeah, we'd gone down the road, asked, hadn't we? Yeah, to you asked me if you could go. For Aglioni. I think it was, it, was it Crank? No, I think it was Faraglioni's down oh, there, Fragliano, whatever yeah. that was. And Pat and Steve were there. Yeah, it was yeah, it was quite quite a big meal that we'd gone out for, and yeah, he was like very insistent. And I suppose being like twenty one or twenty, see twenty twenty one, he kind of thought he was, I don't know, okay. yeah, I'm the big boy. Yeah, had he been a little bit more tactful and said to Paul, 
can I help pay for this? I would have said, no, thank you very much. But yeah. This is on my treat and that's it because mm. I touch my birthday or something like that. Anyway. Mm. Uh, he, it might have been your 70th, actually. No, for me 70th, I think your mum and Christine and Nan took me to a pub in the country somewhere. Really? I'm sure they did, yeah. I mean, it was 11 years, 12 years ago. Yeah, I'm sure. So that could have yeah. been... I'm sure for this, because I remember your mum bombing that radio for yeah. me 70 years. Oh, I don't know. Anyway, yeah, anyway, yeah. yeah. Might have been. I but then he swiftly exited, exited the scene. that's right, yeah, leaving you upset and because he was a liar as well as anything else. Yeah. The next one I quite liked. Mm. Although liking him, he's never been he's not he's not gonna be any good for her. Not he's not good enough for her. But I've always thought that he wasn't good to her and he wasn't gonna put her first and he was selfish and he was a bit of a nutcase because he would lose things and you know, I'm sure he was I think on, he was just a bit careless. I'm sure he was on the wacky backy most of the time, but <laughs> I'll never know that because they won't tell me. But him I liked to a degree, but although I never thought I never thought he was for her. So, mm. so. You liked him as a person but just yeah, not. Yeah, I liked him. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I think okay. he was probably the mm, nice was he the best. <laughs> the best out of a bad fun. Well you stayed with him for how long? Five years? Well, five years. So, you yeah. know, what that five years was to you, I don't know. We often used to think he didn't look after you properly. You know. Yeah. But I suppose they all come down to that same, like, I was never number one. No, that's right. But then, See, yeah. I mean, if I was going to get married now, and I was, like, youngster, your age, mm. whatever, uh, and I, I would always think, right, as soon as I get, not before you get married, because it's a little bit different, once you're married, your priority is your wife, and that is your first priority. Anything after that goes down the line. Yeah. So I always thought that him would never, ever treat you as you should be treated. Mm. But then, perhaps I'm wrong, perhaps I think he should treat you like I'll treat you, and it's a whole different ballgame, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, I mean, um, he was all right, but I knew he wasn't for you anyway. So. Yeah. Okay, so now I'm back in the back in the dating arena after four years. Don't pick anybody that picks his nose. <laughs> <laughs> so I obviously told Granddad the story from a couple of weeks ago, the um, the near perfect date story, which you can go back and listen to if you haven't heard it yet. Um, what advice would you give me now that I'm dating again? Find somebody that will treat you with the respect you deserve and you treat him the same. Mm-hmm. Find somebody that's quite willing to pay for your meal without this, this half yours and half mine. And then if you continue to date and decide that you will split it, fine, that's like. Okay. But I'm always old school. If I ever took your nan out for meals, Never happened because she did like going out for meals. <laughs> um, I would pay, and that would be the end of it. I would pay, and that's it. Because in my day, the bloke paid, mm. the woman didn't. And when you got married and you formed a partnership, and you just go along, you split everything equal anyway. Mm. Um, I mean, these people that get married nowadays, they've got separate bank accounts. I could never understand that because 
If you're a married couple, why should you have separate bank mm. I mean, from the word, from the time we opened up our account, it's uh, oh, 50 odd years ago, um, it's always been in a joint account. Mm. And I've never wanted any different. And, and money's never been my criteria for getting on in life. Uh, I think my criteria in life is to please people, to be nice to them, for them to be nice to me. And I worked in the retail trade for 58 years. And in that 58 years, I suppose if I upset five customers, that's it. Mm. But they've started it. <clears throat> so, yeah. you know, it's not been, I've never been aggressive to a customer. Um, so, yeah, I think, um, if you're nice to people, they're nice to you and you want to, you want to help them. That'll help you in life, I think. Mm. Give you a sense of achievement. That, that, it wasn't the money, it was a sense of achievement. I mean, I started off as a, a, a shop boy, um, and then I made myself, well, went up to manager, and I managed the shop really, really well. And then I went to another shop, which became top shop nearly three years, four years running. And then I left that and went to another shop. And I took that up to the top four years running, and the shop that was at went down. So I achieved service, uh, and I made money for my company. And we, yeah, we used to get commission ourselves, so I made commission, but money's never really come into it. It's always been achievement of achievement. And then I finished up being an area manager, which I was quite successful at. I mean, I had a few failures, but you, you do in life. Um, I was successful. My group um, suddenly became one of the top groups in the company for 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 doing well and a lot lot less stop loss because there was mm. pilfering. And I just think I achieved that. And it wasn't me that left the company; it was the company that left me because they went uh, bankrupt. Mm. So after fifty eight years, I I left there because I had to. Mm. Made redundant. So. Fifty-eight years? No, kind of fifty. Kind of fifty-eight years. No, not fifty-eight. All my time there. Because you've been married for thirty-eight. 38, 38, 38 yeah. that's right. Yeah, thirty-eight. Because I reached the end that I couldn't pay any more into my pension, mm. and if I did, it wouldn't make any difference. And that's, yeah. that's thirty-eight, thirty-nine years. I yeah. think you did by the time I left, and that was the end of that. And uh, Christine, my sister-in-law, well, you know, Christine mm. got me a job at near post. And Nan's shop weren't quite closed then, so the shops were gradually closed. And I used to see the Nan walk past near post every morning, and that used to break my heart because we always worked together, yeah. you know what I mean? But after a little while, got used to near post, they got used to me, finished up sort of virtually running the post room in respect that if anybody wanted anything done, they always came to me. Why I don't know because I wasn't <laughs> I wasn't a supervisor or in charge or anything, but I could get things done. Yeah, and I worked there for eleven years till I retired, which nice. was good. And I worked there, and, and Mum worked there, yeah, and Christine right. worked there. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> so we we all ended up working there. But I remember when we were kids, we used to come in and see you sometimes on the way that's, home from school because right, Nan yeah. used to come pick us up from school when she stopped working. That's right. And then we'd get the bus, and then we'd sometimes come into the post room, and I'd get to go and do the post. Yes, yeah, right, you do the post for me. Yeah, <laughs> that was so good. Do you think working with Nan? I know you weren't always in the same shop, but in the same company. Do you think 
that was beneficial to the map to your marriage? Well, it was to me because I always felt I was looking after her. Okay. I knew where she was, and I knew yeah. if she wanted me, I could be there. And it was, it was such a. I mean, I used to drop her off most mornings, but I always dropped her off early so I could be where I was supposed to be on time. Yeah. Um, but people in the company thought it was all. Oh, He's always dropping his wife off. Yeah, well, I was. But it was always early, and she always started work half hour, three quarters an hour earlier than she should. So they were gaining, you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, and then I used to try to pick her up, if I could, of an evening. But that was the protective side of me, because mm. I knew Nan didn't like buses, and she didn't like getting on trains. and so. That, but yes, it was beneficial that I could, I could look after her, and that, that was it. Did you used to talk about work when you came home? Yeah, yeah, we, yeah, we had a little chat about it. Not, not in... I mean, then Nan used to tell me about her shoplifters that she stopped and I'd tell her about what I've been doing and, you know, mm. talk. Yeah, no, we used to talk shop. But then don't forget your mum was here. Um, sometimes we'd find out what she'd been doing, which was not very forthcoming because she didn't like talking about it. <laughs> um, yeah, no, we should have a little chat about it, yeah. about what, what we're going to do, and then I would perhaps pass on a little bit of information that I've got to pass on to other managers, but I would do it at home so it's not in the shop and she don't have to object to what I'm saying in the shop, she could do it in here. Yeah, yeah, we should have a little chat in there about our mm. work, but, but not in depth, I mean, we just got on with life. Yeah, fair enough. Okay, how, okay, oh, I want to know this, because I know you said that when you saw Nan, it was love at first sight and you just knew that she was the one. Mm -hmm. How am I going to know when I've found the one? You will know. Uh, if it's really meant for you, I think if you look at somebody, you will know. But you've got to remember, I was lucky because I thought she was the one for me and she was. You could think it's somebody for you and it wasn't. That's so, true because yeah. I definitely thought that about... That's two of right. my exes. <laughs> That's right. It could be that, you know, you... But I do think, personally, if you're like me, when you look at somebody, you'll know in your own mind and in your heart that that's the one. Mm. But, of course, if he doesn't reciprocate, mm. it's not the one. You know what I mean? It's yeah. got to be two-way stretch. Right. So then I just have to deal with the fallout that you comes just have from to that. Deal with the fall <laughs> yeah, yeah. So you just have to hope you get a partner and... He treats you right and you treat him right. That's the main thing. I think that's important as well. I feel like a lot of people nowadays focus on the man's got to treat the woman right. It's all about the way that the man behaves. And I and I understand why those conversations are happening because obviously women are treated badly all the time. But I do think it's you've got to have that equality of like, yeah, Nan looks way. after you, you look after Nan. That's right. It's got to be two right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what sort of person, in your opinion, should I be looking for? Someone like me. Okay. Not short. <laughs> I was going to say short, short, bald and 82. <laughs> not short, not bald, not 82. No. Somebody that will care for you and look after you and really care for you, not just, you know, when it fancies it. Well, somebody that will care for you. And, of course, you've got to care for him, so that makes yeah. a lot of difference. That's very true. Okay. Our last couple of questions. These are from our listeners. So the first one is, how was dating back in the day? Like, how was it different back then to 
probably how it is now. Well, I mean, today I think it's all clubs and, you know, dis- not discos, because discos was my day. <laughs> uh, but in our day, I mean, when I was caught in there, it was the cinema mm. or uh, we go over the park or uh, we just stay in, mm. you know. And, of course, there used to be a couple lived next door to us used to live in the doctors, they had children, and they would ask us to babysit for us. So we'd sit in there all night and babysit for them, look, look oh, after really? them. Yeah, oh yeah. Yeah, Pete and Dave. Uh, Pete and Dolly, I think it was. Yeah, mm. they used to, we used to look after their little ones. And, 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 that's it. and then you went, oh, you went out for walks. You didn't, you know, uh, say pictures, didn't go discos, went pictures. Or you just take a drive in the car. It's not, it's not like today when it's all internet dating. And mm. It was more personal contact then rather than over the phone and yeah. over the internet. So Sounds a lot more simple, it, like simple dates, whereas yeah, now they're simple. a bit more yeah, extravagant. I mean, you weren't under really... It went out with you now for, say, a year before we got married. But there was nothing really... That made you think, well, I've got to do this, I've got to do like, So, you want to go up here tonight? No, I don't really feel like it. So, you stay in, or else you go out for a walk, or else, like us, we were arranging the marriage and sorting things mm-hmm. out. And, and and you just meander through it, really. Yeah. I mean, there's no great depth to it, just meandered through. And that's mm-hmm. what I thought I've done most of my life. I've just meandered through. I haven't really <laughs> done anything great, but, you know, I've just got, because I'm dropping water. Yeah. Yeah, so I've just sort of. Poodled through life, really, if you like. Did you ask Nan to be your girlfriend? Because nowadays, the way it happens is you meet someone, typically online, you go on a few dates, then you have a few weeks or months where you then decide, okay, we'll be exclusive. So you're not dating anyone else, but you're not boyfriend and girlfriend. And then you wait a couple more months, and then someone says, do you want to be my girlfriend? And then you decide to be girlfriend and boyfriend. And then eventually you decide to get married or whatever. No, it wasn't like that at all. Like when me and your nan, um, I bought her some little presents and I asked if she'd go out to the cinema with me, which she did. And then I asked if I could see her again and she said yes. And I think we probably went up the West End to see a show, I believe. Not sure. Uh, we even went motor racing at one time with Jimmy and, uh, Jimmy and my cousin Anne oh, wow. to um, I can't remember and, and we watched them and they were freezing cold I mean me and Jimmy were enjoying ourselves because we watched them <laughs> but in the end we took one of them and said no we've got to take them out I'm early because they're too cold so you actually so, left the motor racing to take them, them home I, we left the motor racing well we both did I mean Jimmy said no I can't see them sitting out like Really, really bitter cold. <laughs> That's so different. I feel like nowadays I'd have been sent home. Mm. It'd have been like, go on, you go home and I'll stay here and watch yeah, the racing. No, no. We, we, we brought my own. But after, I mean, it was just it was just a natural progression. I just said to you, Nan, or, can I come round on Saturday or Monday? Or and it was, yes, fine. Yeah. So you, you just got into... It wasn't, you're my girlfriend. My, it was just, you're together and that's it. And then you say to somebody... Oh, yeah, that's my girlfriend. Yeah. But you don't mean it as, oh, she's mine. Yeah. Like, she's exclusive. But that's my girl. We're going out at the moment. It's, yeah. We're courting, if you like, in the old-fashioned term. Yeah. So, you know, it was, it was just, um, 
a natural progression. You, you yeah. just went from going out for a couple of dates to going out more dates and then just going out together oh. and then and that was it. Nice. Much less complicated. Yeah. I mean, we never actually called ourselves fiancés or no. anything like that. I mean, that wasn't the thing yeah. in our case. We were engaged to be married and that was it. Yeah. You weren't a fiancé or a bride, but you were just engaged. Yeah. Good. Um, what do you think of dating apps? <laughs> I think they're a load of rubbish because, to be honest with you, me at my age, I think meeting somebody over the phone or dating apps, they could say what they like, they could say they're nine foot tall and they're short, fat and tubby like me <laughs> and you'll go out and you'll think, what a disappointment. Why not go out and have a look around and see what's available you see lots of nice girls, lots of nice folks about that will take care of you and manage. Not these ones that get on the phone and say, look, I've done this and I've done that. It's never been proved. Go out with them to find out. But you don't... I think meeting face-to-face rather than all these apps is just... It seems to make things too easy and, and, and half of them never work out anyway. Mm. Uh, so, you know, go meet people in person, you know. Go round the shops, have a look, talk to people. Go and have a coffee with a bloke if you like. You've just met and have a little chat, find out. And, and you'll see if he's lying to you by on his face. That's true. I feel like a lot of people kind of have lost the ability to read people because of... Well, because of the apps, yeah. The apps, I mean, yeah. yeah. They tell you what they want to tell you, don't they? I mean, mm. I would never tell anybody I'm coming up for 82, going bald fat, on oxygen <laughs> 24 hours a day. I'd say, well, I'm six foot two, I'm a pilot. <laughs> And uh, I'm going to fly you all around the world. And when they see me, God help them. Anyway, I don't believe in this. Then I'm old-fashioned, so it's not for me. Um, okay, what's one piece of dating advice you would give to someone in 2023? I think to try not to embarrass yourself. Oh, what does embarrassing yourself in look In any like? way, shape or form. Okay. Like if the chap says to you, I'm going to pay for this meal. You go, oh no, I'll pay for all. Because that's an embarrassment to him. Ooh. That's because he's saying, well, does she think I can't afford to pay for her? Why is she saying she has to pay off when I've not even asked her? So he's embarrassed. And then you look at him, you think, oh, I've embarrassed him now. So you're embarrassed. So try not to embarrass each other. That's the best bet. That's and, very interesting. And, yeah. And, and, and try to be relaxed. Because when you're relaxed, you're all right. I mean, if he's a chatty person like me, you'll chat all night and you'll probably think, well, I'd like to go out with him again. If he's one of these that don't talk much, like your brother, <laughs> you think, so, oh, you know, deep, dark waters and run deep and all this. So just don't embarrass yourself. But that worked out for, all right for Luke and Hannah because Hannah talks enough for the two That's of them. Right. Well, Hannah's a lovely girl, she's lovely. So, yeah. you know, obviously he knew she was feeding. Yeah. In whatever way he found out, I don't know. But yeah. yeah. And I don't suppose for one minute, I suppose she might have embarrassed him on a few occasions, <laughs> but they were getting married then, so it yeah. was all right. No. <laughs> That's so interesting because I always, I like it when someone pays for me for dinner. But nowadays, I feel like I have to offer because I don't want to be seen as like, a gold digger or entitled or anything like that. No, I mean, you, you, I mean, don't forget, these blokes, if they've gone out with a girl on the first date and they've paid every first date, 
and they've gone out with six girls. You can imagine, I'm getting fed up with this because mm. I'm getting nothing back, which is understandable. You mm. know, I mean, a bloke's paying all this money out. He's not even getting companionship yeah. for, for another day. So I can understand him, but I always think, being old-fashioned, the bloke should pay at least on the first day. Yeah. You go out again, then you say to him, well, can I pay half because yeah. you paid the first, let's be fair. And that way, he knows you're not a gold dealer. Yeah. But you should be expected to pay for the first. I agree. And I also think, like, when you think about me, so, like, the amount of money, not necessarily loads of money, but, like, I'll have a new outfit, I'll be paying for makeup. I'll be paying for the fake tan that I wear before I go for my hair to be cut. I feel like I invest in myself before a date anyway, so I think it's fine if a man pays for it. Yeah, and if he turns up and he looks like Compo from uh, Last of the Sun Wine. I've not seen it. He looks like a tramp. Oh. He's always got welly boots on. Don't go out with him. Okay. Because <laughs> okay. that'll be me. <laughs> Okay, I think that is all the questions that we have. Is there anything else that you would like to add before we finish? No, no, only that I've, I've had a, a, a long and happy life. I've always enjoyed what I've done. Um, it's, it's been a happy family life. We've always enjoyed your kids and the grandchildren. So, you know, life's actually been... I know the last three years has been a little bit bad, but then... When you get to my age, bits start falling off anyway. So, you know, it's like an old banger, you know, wind falls off one day and the mirror the next day. Well, that's it until the roof falls in and then you know you've had it. But no, I mean, apart from Nan not feeling well too at the moment, we've had a good, we've had a really, really good life. So we can't complain. We do, but we can't. That's brilliant. Thank you very much. All right, now. Thanks so much for listening to the Date With Confidence podcast. I hope you've enjoyed this episode. Subscribe, rate and review, and share it with your single friends.